0: What in the wide, wide world of sports is it going on here?
1: broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E.
0: What's B and E?
1: Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, and hornfm.com, with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports.
0: Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh.
1: Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better you wake them up, get them up, get them going. Tuesday on B&A, drizzly and rainy Tuesday morning as temperatures begin to warm up in the 70s today, but a lot of wet stuff also into the 80s tomorrow. More normal than we've dealt with over the last several days. And it's a busy Tuesday. lot to do. Longhorn football team back on the practice field today. Back from spring break and back to spring practice. Also, uh, Longhorn basketball. The Texas men continue their prep now for the Sweet 16, the Texas women's season. Into a disappointing end last night at the Moody Center. We'll talk about it coming up. They did not uh, play their best game. Actually picked a terrible night to play their worst game. Give Louisville a lot of credit. They were the better team last night at Moody Center. We'll talk plenty of college basketball. Also the NFL. Houston Texans continue to make moves all over the place. We'll dive in there as well. Be a busy uh, four hours of fun and conversation that begins right now. We appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, Early Bird always gets the worm. Whether you're on 104.9 on the FM dial, 1019 FM could be over on a.m. 1260. And, of course, always streaming, making it easy for you on your Horn app. If you download it to your phone, it's easy to do. Listen to us uh, wherever you go with the push of a couple of buttons and uh, listen to it live and local, also on your smart speaker. And always, Mr. Godbolt, at our website, streaming live and local at hornfm.com.
0: Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the job that you do. It is appreciated. We appreciate you and your families for what you do for us. Thank you very much. Very much. Going to get warm.
1: Yeah, 74 today yeah, after. Tomorrow these... will
0: be really special, and the
1: next day. It looks like uh, a lot of sunshine. You know, the Dell match play will tee off uh, tomorrow. Uh, group play. Today's Tuesday, obviously. Wednesday, they play. Normally a PGA Tour event is four days, but because of the match play format and the top 64 players in the world descending on Austin, they'll tee off tomorrow in group stages, right? Yeah, they'll get their
0: sponsor round in today. Yeah,
1: they'll play the uh, the practice round today ahead of the group play tomorrow. Scotty Scheffler, nine of the top ten players in the world will be a part of this. And uh, the groups are now the four... Four-person pods or groups were announced yesterday. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, the world number 1 and defending champion of that tournament. But it uh, looks like it'll be kind of a cloudy week. Could be really windy on Thursday, it looks like, for the uh, for the Dell match play. The final Dell Technologies match play out there at Austin Country Club. Uh, so make your plans to get on out there. But the uh, sun's supposed to come out this weekend. But warming up this week and uh, then... And rainy today, though. Rainy yeah, which today. means
0: clouds which means humidity probably on Wednesday.
1: And the winds have shifted. We've got this yes. north wind, which has kept the temperatures down and uh, unseasonably cold through the weekend. That's going to shift from the south now. And here comes the, the warmer, moisture, with moist, of course, your favorite word. word, moist, moist air it's to get this word. thing cranked up. Uh, but, yeah, the only um, uh, player in the top ten in the golf that's not coming to Austin is uh, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas will not be playing. Uh, this and I don't think he'll be playing next week either. Down
0: in he'll be ready just hey, for the Masters. Him?
1: I don't know what's up with Justin Thomas. He, he played really, early in the season. He played a lot of lot of rounds early. Yeah, Jordan Spieth will be here. Looks like Jordan's you know Jordan almost nearly won the event in Tampa this weekend, but uh, finished uh, kind of poorly for him with the water on sixteen and uh, but but played good. Uh, so Jordan comes in. He'll play again this weekend. Likely be off next weekend and then play in the Masters. Yep. Scotty Scheffler has already announced he'll play this weekend, looking to defend here, and then he'll play. Take the week off and play in Augusta, host the Champions Dinner, and all that'll go with that. So, a lot of golf uh, this weekend. We've got NASCAR coming to town. we got the Longhorns back at spring practice, and a lot to do. And it's absolutely Buck National Flower Day, it says here. You're one there of you your favorite go. things. You are a gardener. I
0: love flowers. Yeah, man. I might be making my final little garden, as a matter of fact. Uh, this, is, this weekend will be it for me. That'll be it. No more gardens on what the do you property. Mean? That's, that's it, that's you're it. Yeah.
1: finishing up the planting of your final garden
0: Yeah, my final garden There will be no more finding spots for more flowers That's it, done I want to watch, I want to look at it. stuff now
1: Time to let it grow Yes, and just enjoy Seeds it Seeds have been planted
0: No, I spent a lot of time finding new spots to put in flowers And now I'm I'm done on this particular property Which hopefully is my last property There you go I'm done, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this And get my Gerber daisies, are starting to pop up And I'm going to put in some long grass and just chill out
1: there you go. That's about what you should do. You, yeah, you, you know, are absolutely you're, right. That time of your of your life, and it, uh, I know I'm, I haven't seen your gardens, but I'm assuming there's plenty of them uh, on your property there. But a uh, lot to do. Ty is through the glass as well. Ty, how are you doing this morning? Ready to roll? Still counting your winnings from the uh, the lucrative weekend. Yeah, no, I'm a little tired this morning, but I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. So yeah, it's gonna be a wet one today. Be careful out there. The uh, one of those mornings where it's not raining much, but the the, the streets slick. are wet, so they've got that the little, you know, puddled fog that's that's popping up. So you'll be dealing with that as you get up and out this morning. Uh, pretty much a pretty different shift from what we've been dealing with weather-wise. Uh, through the cold Boy, weekend. It was
0: cool yesterday. I don't want to say I don't want to say cold, but that that north wind.
1: Yeah, yes, it was unseasonably cold for March. We're like, what are we going? What's going on here? Uh, putting on jackets and whatnot uh, late into March now. As we get this thing, it doesn't feel like golf season, but uh, it will be out Dell match play as we get this cranked up. All right, let's get to the headlines, trending topics to uh, get get you started. Make sure you're fully in the know and aware as you get up and out this morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with college basketball, and yeah, not a good night. At the Moody Center for the Texas women, they only lost two games all season long at Moody Center on their home floor, but last night they played one of their worst games of the year. Uh, their season comes to an end with a 73-51 loss to fifth-seeded uh, Louisville in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, after an even first corner, that's all the teams tied 16-16. It was Louisville that really took over the game there. They suffocated on defense, especially taking uh, Texas point guard Rory Harmon out of the game. They created separation with a 21-7 second quarter and then remained in control on both ends. Um, the rest of the night to, to advance They'll go to Seattle to play eight seed Ole Miss In the Sweet 16 on Friday Longhorn season comes to an end at 26-10 and 10. They were the regular season champions of the Big 12 But disappointing for Red coach Vic Schaefer I need to apologize to the University of Texas For um, Today and, and how my team played And I'm accountable for that And uh, I'm the head coach uh, You know It's, it's uh, my responsibility To make sure that we play a lot better than that. Yeah, Longhorn season over. Texas men, meanwhile, of course, their season advances. They're into the Sweet 16 for the first time 15 year, in the 15 years for the program. They're going to head to Kansas City later this week to face third seeded Xavier in the Sweet 16. Texas is open as a four-point favorite over the Musketeers. They'll meet in the final game of the eight games this weekend. Of course, Thursday and Friday matchups for Thursday, for Friday. Longhorns and Xavier, the final game, eight forty five on Friday night, 8-15 uh, pregame here on the Horn. A couple of college basketball hires yesterday. Rick Patino has been named the new head coach at St. John's, leaving Iona and uh, Georgetown. Has hired longtime Providence men's basketball coach Ed Cooley for its head coaching job. Streaking Texas Longhorn baseball team back in action tonight at UFCU dishfall Field, hosting Incarnate Word. Texas has won 10 in a row, headed into that midweek matchup. It's their final tune-up ahead of Big 12 Conference play. Opens this weekend with Texas Tech coming to town. 6.30, first pitch tonight, 6.15 free game here on the Horn. As we mentioned, after taking the week off for spring break, Texas football team Backed on the practice field today for workout number four. They're going to practice today, Thursday, and Saturday. And the program has announced that this week's practices will shift from the Denny's field, practice fields, over to DKR. In the NFL, Houston Texans have... Uh Continue their busy stretch of moves. Of course, over the weekend, trading Brandon Cooks, the receiver to the Cowboys, also signed Laramie Tunsil. They're left tackled with a monster contract. Yesterday, word that the club has agreed to one-year contracts with former Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz and former Buffalo Bills running back Devin Singletary. Thrilling finish at the World Baseball Classic last night. Japan scored two in the ninth to walk it off against Team Mexico 6-5. to five. They claim a spot in tonight's championship game where they will face the USA
0: this segment brought to you by UBO business services great people great service endless possibilities that's UBO business services visit them at ubeo.com. yeah I know Vic Schaefer's upset because boy they gave it up in the second quarter yesterday they just overwhelmed him their well, the sec- th- third quarter
1: yeah Louisville just took it to him they took Rory Harmon out of the game yep. and uh, didn't have much answer beyond that Texas missed like 15 layups even when they would get a good look yeah, it they like were- they would miss it yeah, they were right there. I mean, just clang it. They went one for ten from three-point land. They just didn't do much right at all. Meanwhile, Louisville played really physical and really played downhill against Texas the whole night. Felt like Texas came out of the half in the third quarter and made a little run Felt like they can get back into it. Got the crowd going, but then uh, Louisville responded with a with a burst of their own, and that was the ball game. Yeah,
0: that third, that second and third quarter hurt.
1: Not good. Not good. So the season comes to an end. Of course, Vic Schaefer and the Longhorn women have been to the Sweet 16 each of the last two years. Actually made an Elite 8 run in there. But this year, their season will end. And the Texas men will continue uh, on to the, to the round of 16 with a lot of excitement for Rodney Terry's side of things here as the Horns get this thing cranked up. So a lot of basketball talk this week. Uh, Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino, we've uh, talked about uh, St. John's and the, the maybe the Big Twelve looking to build a an eighteen team basketball conference that has been whispered about behind the scenes. Is this St. John's trying to announce they're trying to be a part of that? But I thought that was interesting to see Rick Pitino uh, back into uh, you know hoping to bring St. John's back to big relevance in college basketball. But uh, seventy years old now for Rick Pitino, still I guess, going kind of kind of you know cleansed himself a little bit at Iona. I take them to the tournament a couple of times, mm-hmm. and now he's going to land at St. John's. But college basketball on the brain for sure. Back in the city. As we get this thing cranked up. I did. I mentioned uh, Texas is a four-point favorite over Xavier. And uh, Ty, what would you tell me yesterday? The Longhorns of the 16 teams remaining, the Sweet 16 as they call them, the Longhorns are the fifth best money odds to win the whole thing? Tied with Creighton. Tied with Creighton right now at Houston and Alabama, according to Vegas. The odds favorites to cut down the nets in Houston. Uh, Texas is fifth with Creighton, and uh, I'm sure Gonzaga is in there too. UCLA? UCLA top five? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, Horn's getting ready for Xavier. We get to know the Musketeers. Sean Miller, back at, uh, speaking of being back, back. Is Sean Miller, of course, was at Xavier, then was at uh, Arizona, and now he's back at Xavier and got them into the Sweet 16. So plenty of college hoops uh, coming your way. Yeah, this there'll week. be
0: a lot of movement in college hoops over the next couple of days well coaches moving to different spots how many
1: guys did you say that entered the portal last oh, week oh gosh 175 on one day yeah the portal mania will continue will begin yeah here. at the
0: weekends they started moving
1: obviously there's you know 350 some teams that play division 1 basketball um only 16 only 16 remain the longhorns are one of them the others are looking to uh, to begin their off season now as they get this thing going but yeah looking forward to the longhorns on friday night games begin on thursday with eight game with the uh, four games and then four more on, on on Friday, which would include the Longhorns, also the Houston Cougars playing the Miami Hurricanes uh, in the early game on Friday.
0: Yeah, it'd be the first time in a long time at in, in Georgetown without that John Thompson flair as one of the coaches, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, Georgetown pulling Ed Cooley out of Providence, which is uh, back east. Hmm. You're familiar with Big East basketball back in your day uh, for sure. So, yeah, a lot to get to. We'll talk some Texas football coming up. Also get a preview of the Longhorns, start to preview Xavier and where that's headed in uh, – what you make of uh, the Houston Texans making moves in the NFL? I like it. Uh they they got a lot of money to spend. I think well, there were some Texans fans disappointed with the early couple of days that they didn't make any real big splash moves because they had uh you know top 3 money to spend as far as salary cap space. Uh but it does feel like they're they're trying well, they're to add veterans.
0: Yeah, they're preparing a, a young quarterback. I believe he to have some veterans in the lineup to help out.
1: Yeah, we saw them uh you know last week when free agency began and the league's year open, the Texans signed you know guys like Jimmy Ward, right? The the, mm-hmm. the defensive back from San Francisco, who had been with uh, D'Amico Ryan's, the new head coach, as part of that defense. Uh, war number one for the Forty Nine ers was a big part of that secondary. He has come on in to Houston. Yeah, and that, just adding veteran pieces in Houston. And yesterday, it's safe to say for the uh, now former Cowboy tight end Dalton Schultz. You know I thought he'd make more money than he did, and I think most projected him to be one of the the early signees. It tells you where the tight end market. Is in free agency the Dalton Schultz? Remember the Cow, Dalton Schultz turned down a three-year, thirty million dollar deal from the Cowboys last year, uh, reportedly before they made him the franchise player. Uh, he he thought he could do better on the open market. Cowboys gave him the franchise tag last year to keep him off of that market. Well, now here one year later, Cowboys have put the tag on Tony Pollard and let Schultz hit the market. Market for tight ends not great. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that is something we've talked about a lot already ahead of the draft. Is that the draft class in this year's tight end class is very strong. Uh, so a lot of te- teams thinking, you know what? I'll save my dollars. I'll invest them elsewhere, and then we're going to draft a tight end uh, on the first two days of this draft because there's there's four that have high grades, and there's you know five or six that look like they can be good players. And that's a, that's kind of where Dalton Schultz got caught up in. Yeah, he, I mean, if
0: he catches, you know, if he gets 800 between 800 and 1,000 yards, he can still sign a contract with the Texans the following year, I mean, if, if he does well.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's the Texans' side of this. So you get him on a one-year deal. Yeah, just one year. Which means he's, it's a prove-it deal for him. He wants to – he do not want, want to hit the market again. Uh, he's 26 years old, so he could if he comes in and –
0: Has a great year. He could hit that market once again. You're right.
1: Yeah, the, the Texans also signed Robert Woods, veteran receiver from Tennessee, probably essentially to replace Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Uh, they've got a couple young receivers. Remember, the Texans drafted in the second round last year John Mechie, out of Alabama and he they're dealt expecting with him the to get uh, better, yes. he dealt with the Hodgkin's lymphoma situation and looks like he's come fully through that so he'll be back at that wide receiver core for them. Uh they they acquired Noah Brown from the t- from the Cowboys as well and uh, I think they they
0: doing running 3 yard outs is that what they're going <laughs> to yeah, do the whole season?
1: Yeah, look they're a work in progress but uh, I do think you know, they they acquired Shaq Mason Mason from Tampa to play interior offensive line. They re-signed Laramie Tunsil. Titus Howard's a good player at right tackle for Houston.
0: They want to just keep the chains moving.
1: And yeah, and they're going to draft a young quarterback. Yep. They signed Case Keenum to be the backup, but uh, with that second pick, they're either going to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I think you can almost you know book that. And uh, if you're going to go with a young quarterback, you want veteran pieces like a you know Damian Pierce is going to be their lead running back, the now second year running back. Now you bring in Devin Singletary from Buffalo to be the you know, third down back, change of pace back, and he's a veteran player. Only twenty-five years old, but he you know finished out his rookie deal in Buffalo. Uh, you bring in Dalton Schultz, so uh, Houston's still going to build young through the draft with all the draft capital. But uh, veteran players and all these contracts are getting done or short-term; they're short sure. contracts, so not long commitments. Well, I mean but that's good for the young quarterback. Yeah. I mean,
0: but they're guys that, that are veterans. that You can have some success with. They're not going to the playoffs or anything, but they can win some games with some of those guys and give give some. Um, Reassurance to a young quarterback—they're in it to to try to win it
1: now. Yeah, well, it's pretty. They're not in to, it to try to lose it, right? I think the last two years with David yeah. Culley and Lovey Smith, they were Absolutely. obviously. You know, Nick Casario is the general manager, and and it's fair to say that he's come on board. He's been trying to clean up the the Bill O'Brien mess, and sure. The where it left him, he came in with no salary cap space, no draft picks, and a and a bad roster, and then the damn the Deshaun Watson mess. You know, you had to deal with the Deshaun Watson thing. You had to rebuild the. You know, re re you know fix the salary cap essentially, let some guys go, and get yourself right there, and acquire from some draft capital, which they've done. Obviously, it feels like this is the off season where they're beginning the push to bring in veteran players, draft some young, talented, foundational kind of players, and go from there. And obviously, you got to hit quarterback. Yeah,
0: and on the other end, I think the Cowboys are in it to to. They're, I think they're going in a real positive direction in what they're trying to do. Now, I think, but then again. Now they got a new play caller so are they really in it we'll see.
1: Well, he's their head coach. Yeah. He is Mike McCarthy. I, I mean frustrating for the Cowboys because obviously last year they kind of sat on their hands through the offseason mm-hmm. and traded Amari Cooper and kind of felt like they they, they were they were there and then the Eagles passed him up because the Eagles were really aggressive last off season acquiring AJ Brown and uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and others and of course they ended up in the NFC Championship game and into the Super Bowl uh, where they lost to the, to the Chiefs. Uh, went past you to win the division. Cowboys trying to, you know, catch back up to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think is the way to put it now. And I do like what the Cowboys have done. I mean, I think, uh, I think going into free agency, things have gone as well as as, as you could have imagined. I, would, I agree. Um, to to keep the defensive pieces that they kept in Leighton Vander Esch, Donovan Wilson, and uh, um, you know, locking up some guys, and then. Acquiring Stephon Gilmore, acquiring Brandon Cooks, to and I will be down receiver. at
0: him if they decide to get another offensive lineman in the draft. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Well, they've got uh, they've got you know the 26th pick in the draft, and the you know Cowboys have, have done a good job of building through the draft. This is where the Cowboy fans have wanted Jerry Jones in the front office to go. Okay, we understand. Let's draft and develop and develop our own. But you can also dabble in the market. You can also add pieces. Uh, that can help your football team, and I think the Cowboys have done just that. You know, the Brandon Cooks moves a good example, and so is Stephon Gilmore. Both are very similar. You're going to pay both guys about 12 million bucks this year. Mm-hmm. They're both veteran players. One's 29, one's 31. They've played a lot of football, but they're not going to come in to be asked to be Pro Bowl players, right? They're, you're expecting Ceedee Lamb to be your Pro Bowl wide receiver, your number one guy. He showed the ability to be that this past year, uh, but in the end, when it got down to you know the 49ers game in the playoffs. He was the only weapon on the outside. That was the only guy that scared anybody. Well, you know, Michael Gallup back healthier. Brandon Cooks on this team. Uh, other pieces you can you can draft it, you know, through the draft. Um, you know, Tony Pollard has been franchise tag. There's a, you know, a lot of buzz about taking a running back, uh, like a B. John Robinson potentially. Uh, gosh, I mean, that would be obviously the... And the, the the cherry on top of a great offseason if the Cowboys could land a, a player of that caliber, that could bring impact on the offensive side. Because you know, the Cowboys have told you where they're going; they're going to build around Dan Quinn and the defense. They're they're going to build on what he's done to to make that the 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 best side of the football. And even Mike McCarthy has said part of the reason for the divorce with Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, is he obviously wanted to run the ball more. Hey, hey, yeah, then you get the defense defense. break. Yeah, and so they've. Trying to solidify the defense, add another piece in Stephon Gilmore, and kind of like an offense, Stephon Gilmore is coming in to be the second corner. CD, uh Trayvon Diggs is the Pro Bowler, right? And he, you know, this, those are nice veteran pieces that can solidify a football team and not have unproven players opposite Ceedee Lamb, opposite Trayvon Diggs. Those are proven commodities in this. Well, league. yeah, I
0: think those two cornerbacks are guys that, I mean, you're talking about guys that are, that are chancy players. They'll take chances. They'll make. They'll have interceptions. They may get burned every once in a while, but. I mean, you, you've got guys that can absolutely play at the corners now.
1: Long, rangy. Oh,
0: yeah, now you can sick that defense on, on quarterbacks well, now. We
1: know they have one of the better pass rushers in pro football, right. and obviously Micah Parsons, you know, is I mean, emerging as one of the best players, period, in the National Football League, and uh, harassing quarterbacks is his specialty. They're going to unleash him to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I do like what the Cowboys have done. Texans are at least trying to compete at this point.
0: I don't think the, – the, I thought the Eagles would get, you know, when teams play in the Super Bowl – and get to the Super Bowl. You didn't start losing players, a lot of players. I thought the Eagles hung in there pretty good. Lost
1: a couple, but yeah, yeah. kept kept some key ones, and uh, they'll be back. I mean, I think I mean, right now you could argue that those are the most complete two teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not taking anything away from the San Francisco 49ers, but they don't have quarterback right now. No. I don't know what they're doing at that position. We know they're talented, but they've also had some attrition on their football team uh, with Kyle Shanahan. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for fewest questions. Teams with the most you know, talented rosters in the NFC completely. I think the Eagles are one, and I think the Cowboys have put themselves right there I would agree. with what they've done this offseason so far. Now, look, the 49ers have beaten them twice, back-to-back years in the playoffs when it matters most. Those January losses this year in San Francisco, last year in Arlington. But you've got to see who the
0: quarterback is and how he but, plays. Yeah, you,
1: don't, you don't know what they're going to be right now, but uh, they would, they would be right in there, San Francisco, as far as overall talent goes. And that tells you what we've talked about. The you know, with Aaron Rodgers eventually going to end up with the Jets, you know the shift of of quarterbacks to the AFC, the migration of the great quarterbacks to that conference. The NFC is completely open; it, it's anybody's ball game. And you know this is where if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be excited that you're 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 going forward here. You're adding veteran pieces like that, but I do think the Cowboys are doing it in an economical way. They're doing it in a smart way. Uh, you know, giving up fifth round draft picks to acquire veteran players to build around their young core. And, uh, yeah, draft is now going to be for the Cowboys to add best players available, yeah, uh, good young players to this Yeah, team. like the
0: running back from Texas, if he's available at that time for a guy who wants to run the ball. It says, watch out for
1: those fighting Dan Campbells. Yeah, look, when there's yeah, a... there's no doubt. When there's... When there's you know, if the, if the Cowboys and Eagles are the most complete teams right now, um, you know, there's going to be a team we're not talking about that's going to come out and surprise you, and you know, that could be Detroit. I mean, now that sounds silly because it's the Detroit Lions and they've been so bad for so long, but... You know, just over the weekend, the, the Detroit Lions acquired CJ Gardner Johnson, uh, yep. who had been with Philadelphia. Helps, Help out
0: that secondary, which was weak.
1: Yeah, they were 30th out of 32 teams last year, the Lions, in pass defense and pass yards allowed. Part of the reason they didn't make the playoffs is their defense. They'd gotten all these shootouts and they couldn't stop people, but their pass rush is pretty good, right? Remember, they drafted Aiden Hutchinson? Oh, yeah. Out of Michigan, and he looks like he's going to be the real deal. Um, you know, and the other thing about Detroit is if they're. If, they fix their defense, right? And they add pieces to fix their secondary most specifically, the offense is good enough and they can be a team to watch for because uh that's gonna divisions that are wide open with Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers. You know, Bears are looking for, you know, been build around Justin Fields, Vikings are the Vikings. Um, you know, it's it's right there for the for the Detroit Lions, uh potentially in the NFC a, NFC North. To be right there, and remember, the Lions have the sixth pick in the draft and the eighteenth pick in the yeah. draft coming up in April. They're going to get
0: better right there, so they
1: can add two of the top, you know, twenty players in the draft uh, to kind of further add talent to what Dan Campbell's doing there in Detroit. And gosh, Jared Goff played good football last yes, year. he Did That's the other part of that is Jared Goff's a good player, uh, at least you know played up to to a guy who was a, a top overall draft pick. And I believe his, his offense
0: coordinator stayed too.
1: Yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did. They kept the continuity on that coaching staff. Uh, in Detroit so they they are certainly a team to watch so um, you know and your Minnesota Vikings Buck they're still there you know what I'm saying oh boy they were double digit wins last year not very good on defense they are also trying to fix that side I mean of shootouts every weekend all right we'll get back into some football Cal Longhorns are back on the practice field we'll get into some of the storylines emerging I'm, I want to talk to you about I remember you told us last week during spring break that when you were playing at Boston College you went to spring break in Daytona Beach and all those stories how was practice when you got back
0: Terrible. The how did first, that go? <laughs> oh, my God. It was like pulling teeth. Oh, man. The Lincoln. first day on the field was just guys in the corner throwing up. i oh. well. wondering how they were going to I mean, the second practice was fine. The first one was, I mean, you you got to go into it understanding where the guys are coming from. You know, you can't – You you uh, coaches just expect guys to go home, visit mom, you know what I'm saying, hang out, get some home-cooked meals, and then come back. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No.
1: If you're young –
0: no strapping they're lads he- they're headed to been muscle
1: beach muscle Beach, yeah. winter, winter workouts been going on they'll Ooh. come
0: back with all the different kind of new drinks that are out there oh,
1: boy all right we'll come back we'll pick that up craig whale of his report this hour as well some be E facts of the day on a warmer but uh, wet tuesday morning be careful out there as you are up and out and we're just getting warmed up here on the show of the people it's bucky and eric Tuesday on the Horn, B&E with you. Longhorn women's season comes to an end last night. It's a disappointing game. and give Louisville a lot of credit. They brought it to the Longhorns on their home floor and really dominated that game from the second quarter on. Louisville advances to the Sweet 16. Texas men, of course, beginning... Uh, to prepare for Xavier, they'll play Friday in the Sweet 16. We'll hear from Craig Way coming up in the Craig Way Report. Longhorn baseball tonight over at the Dish 6:30 with Incarnate Word and Texas football back on the practice field. Interesting that they are shifting buck from the uh, Denny's practice field where they were for their first three practices of the spring ahead of spring break, and now they're going to be in the in the but the football stadium. Yeah, I mean, uh, for today. a lot of
0: new players that are are with the team, that gives you that that little pick me up. And I'll say this: after when I was at Boston College early in my career. The coaches enjoyed when guys went to spring break and threw up and all that stuff. <laughs> and then I got with John Makovic who was more sensible. You know, the staff wasn't as young. After the second year, e we quit trying to when they came back, tried to you know enjoy watching them throw up because we couldn't get anything accomplished. So you'd come back that first two days, and that after the after year number two, he said, "You know what? We're going to do walkthroughs and and things like that on when they come back. We're not going to sit there and watch them throw up. We don't get anything done." And yeah. so why, why practice if you don't get anything done? Watching guys puke doesn't do anything for you, you know?
1: Watching guys ga- puke. Yeah, when
0: the guys come back, you know, 12 pounds overweight because they've been eating shrimp and, you know, burgers and drinking a bunch of beer, it just, you get out there, you yeah, okay, that's good for you. You kill them, that's fine. You got to practice the rest of the time with you. You want to accomplish something every time you're in the field... And watching them throw up wasn't accomplishing anything. Now Boston College early years, it was great to just point at them and look at them puke in the corner. <laughs> but after a while, you know, smarter coaches. When I got with the, an older staff, they were like, "No, dude, we're, let's just do walkthroughs. Let's just smooth them into it. We'll get we'll get to them later and talk to them about you know what our expectations were. But if you don't get anything accomplished, that's just a waste of time."
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what what the Longhorns. You know, oh, there are going to we- be some, no matter what. There's going to be some. Be some that enjoyed themselves. And, oh yeah, But well, they should. They're still in college. That's right. Still, uh, it's still spring break after all, uh, for sure. But the Longhorns back at it today, so we'll obviously get reports there as well. No, they Steve. may even
0: come back and talk about all their NIL deals know, while on the break. You know what else? I mean? Who knows who they met?
1: Some guys might have been uh, working them, working, them this, working on them this deal. week. That's right. Uh, but yes, the, we'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian after practice today with the media availability. So obviously, get our latest update. On where the Longhorns stand here in the spring, the quarterback battles, the position battles, and where they are—that uh, is today. So it's a busy one on the 40 acres for sure. We'll talk Texas and Xavier. Start to uh, zero in on this group. Did you see the finish though last night at the World Baseball Classic? This thing has been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, first you had Randy a Rosarena with a, with a home run saving catch, and of course Rosarena is from Cuba, but he plays for Team Mexico. Yep. Uh, he is. He defected. He's got a daughter from Mexico, and he feels like his. And, uh, you know, he want, that's where he wanted to play. He got, kind of got found playing in the Mexican League as a, as a young ball player. So he was playing for Team Mexico. He made a great catch, and he had the stare down, the stare down to his pitcher because he he bailed him out for a home run. But it was Japan and Mexico looking to go to the championship game to play. The U.S. has already, you know, punched their ticket with the big win over Cuba on, uh, on Friday, on Sunday night. And uh, here's how this sounded last night on uh, on Fox. This was pretty good. Mexico's up 5-4. to four. It's ninth inning. Uh, there's nobody out, and there's two aboard, uh, including Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is on first base. So You've got runners at first and second, nobody out. And uh, at the plate is Munitaka uh, Murakama. He is a Japanese Triple Crown winner. He's only 23 years old. He's one of the best hitters in the world. And this is what's cool about this world baseball class. You get to see some guys who, you know, play in different parts of the, of the globe who can really, really play. And uh, this is one of them right here, and this is how this went down last night with uh, Fox on the call. It's ...at all. He can get a huge lead. Cracked in the air. Deep center field. Thomas on the move. It's off the wall. Otani's in to score. Here comes the winning run. Japan turns it around on its last breath. Man, huge crowd. Huge crowd there. And, uh, I don't know how he thought he was going to sneak
0: that pitch by him. I mean, n- put it right down to guts. Yeah,
1: 94 miles an hour right down the middle. Yeah. Stayed in, stayed up over the heart of the plate, and Murakami uh, drilled it into dead center up over the center fielder's head and uh, scored both runners. Uh, and that was the ball game. But just a thrilling walk off win in a semifinal situation. Plates two in the ninth to win it. And now it'll be Japan against the USA in a showdown uh, tonight. Of course, Team USA, the defending champions of the World Baseball Classic, they'll get a chance to defend that tonight against uh, team japan that's a one and done right oh yeah single elimination once you get there's pool play kind of just like in the world cup soccer you you gotta gotta qualify for the knockout round but yeah once you get to this point it's uh it's the one game so a single elimination situation but yeah man uh crazy i mean almost you know thirty six thousand fans there last night these crowds have been huge these games have been compelling the guy on the mound for japan man was that guy bringing a little guy he was Bringing 100 miles an hour. Seen a little bit of everything in this man. tournament. And uh, we might see something tonight that uh, Shohei Ohtani has said he'll he'll be available out of the bullpen if they need yep. him. How about that? You know, Shohei, the two-way player. And if you get into a situation where Japan had a lead late, you could see Shohei Ohtani on the mound. How about that? Facing guys like his own teammate Mike Trout. You know, facing the best hitters from Team USA. That'll be a lot of fun tonight to see if uh, they can finish this thing off. And uh, Japan and the USA for the World Baseball Classic, kind of getting you revved up for the major league baseball season, which is right around the corner as well. Starting up here into April, as we get this uh, cranked up. This is WBC is just like Little League World Series to the players. Uh, Yeah, no, it is. I mean, there's a, it's just a different element when you're playing for your country and uh, you're playing with your your fellow Mm -hmm. countrymen, playing with your all stars. Yeah, man. I mean, these are the best players in your country. You're playing for the pride of the of the homeland, and you know, playing for the bragging rights of you know we're the best baseball country on the planet. Uh, it is similar to the World Cup or the Little League World Series. It's just you know the Olympics. You know it's just a, it's a different feel to it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. These these games have been outstanding, and to have a walk off win where Mexico, you know, is three outs away from you know pushing their way in and, and setting up the championship match. It's Japan that ripped it, and yeah, that pitch was not very good. No, It was not the pitch he wanted to make in that spot. That's but safe he's going to say. fire that by that dude. Well, then, uh, the batter said oh, he was thinking about bunting. Because there were two on and nobody out. So you're thinking, okay, let's get the runners to second and third and let's bring them home. He said, I'm glad I didn't bunt. <laughs> I'm glad no. i didn't bunt because it was a... Uh, Since the guy was going to plate it right down the guts. Yeah, meatball uh, right at him. And uh, he ripped it into the into the center field gap there. So World Baseball Classic is uh, ready to go for the championship. The final will be tonight. be a lot of fun there. Uh, so, yeah, good baseball. We've got good football. And uh, we're certainly talking basketball with the Texas Longhorns. And um, I... I Interesting note. You know, we talked a lot yesterday about the Texas basketball team, Dylan Dessou's performance, uh, and what the Longhorns have done here with Rodney Terry at the helm. I saw a note from our friend Bobby Burton of Inside Texas, and uh, you know he, the way he wrote it and put it. The um, Cristo Conte we know has an important decision on what they're going to do. Rodney Terry has earned the opportunity to uh, to retain this. I think most people believe he has. Uh, But according to Bobby, he said uh, CDC is expected to officially remove the interim tag from Rodney Terry Settle at the end of this season. That's according to multiple high-placed sources, yet uh, CDC is in no hurry to do so. It's clear this part of this team's motivation is performing for Terry uh, to earn him the job at Texas. Naming him the permanent coach at Texas today can make for a feel-good story uh, for a day or so, but winning the NCAA tournament is the lasting prize not only for Terry uh, but for the players and Texas and the athletic department. So maybe it's already been decided, but it, Bobby points out that, you know, Crystal Conti has never, you know, fired a coach in midseason or hired a coach in midseason because of poor performance. Now, this one was different circumstance with Chris Beard. We know that. That was an off-sealed, off-court situation. But, I mean, to the point where uh, Texas men's tennis coach Bruce Burke. Remember when he received the interim tag during the, right. the Varsity Blue scandal that went on, and they went on to win the the national championship if you remember that, and then Burke was named the full time head coach after the season. But even in that case, it, it was all the way until the season was over. That's been in the the way of Chris Del Conte. You wait till the full season is done to handle any business like that. Uh, but according to uh, Bobby Burton at Inside Texas, that um, according to multiple high place sources, it, the decision has been been essentially made. Uh, that they're going to hire Rodney Terry, but which you know at this point I don't know how you make any other decision if you're Texas. He's done such a great job, and players love him, and the, the alumni loves Rodney Terry. And as you said a lot yesterday, you know it's not like he's a newcomer. No, he's been, been around. This, been around this place. You but know that, him
0: as a person.
1: Yeah, and um, you know he's doing a heck of a job. And now the the goal and the mission is pretty simple. Let's go win, win Friday night, and then you know you're playing these two two game tournaments now. Um, until you don't. They, ha- they handle their business in the first round. You played a 15 seed and a 10 seed. Well, now you're going to play a three seed and possibly a one seed uh, is what the task is for the Longhorns. And not to dismiss Miami, uh, who is the five seed that's there, because the uh, the Midwest bracket is one- the, the one, the two, the three, and the five is what's headed to Kansas City uh, this weekend, for this Friday and Sunday. I think Houston's going to beat Miami. Um, yeah, there's no reason to
0: be celebrating having your coach become a that the head coach, when you got business to take care of, I mean, don't have any distractions right now. Just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think that makes sense. Just don't do anything. No, Knowing just keep playing. Knowing that you're planning to – you'll make it official when it's time because at this point, even if they were to lose Friday night, the season would officially be over. Right. Then you can make that decision and, and make that official. But, yeah, why would you? Um, There's no reason to. Uh, upset the conversation at this point, and that is the mission now. And it, it's a – no, For me, if you haven't
0: done it before, there's there's no reason to do it now. This isn't the time to do it. It just doesn't, doesn't seem like the time to do it.
1: Yeah, it would be an emotional decision. It would right. be a decision of, oh, man, we're having so much fun now. That was so great. Yeah, but we're well, not
0: taking care of our business.
1: Yeah, let's just stay focused on the mission, the mission at hand, and that is to keep keep winning basketball games. And this team's you know certainly has that opportunity uh, here coming up. Uh, and, look, when you get to this Midwest Regional, you start to really – you know, crunch the numbers and and what these teams are all about. Uh, obviously, you know, the thing that makes Houston so good, who is the number one seed, is we talk about you know being great on both ends of the floor. Uh, according to Ken Palm rankings, uh, Houston is the number nine offensive team in the country and the number four defensive team. So they're great. They're top ten in both. You know, Texas, we know, is top fifteen in both, which makes them you know Texas is number fifteen in adjusted offensive rank and number ten on defense. Um, and this is where you look at Miami. Miami is 108th in adjusted defense. They're top, you know, 11 in offense, but uh they don't bring the defensive end and Xavier is a, is a good matchup for the Longhorns. They're 7th offensively, 63rd on defense. Mm-hmm. But here's what this is for Sean Miller's team and Xavier, incredibly good o- efficient offensively. Uh they they're they're one of the best teams in the country in assists. Per, per field goal made, and they're
0: going to battle you on the boards now.
1: Yes, they're they're really efficient offensively, but they're beatable on defense. And uh, this becomes the Longhorn mantra: Can they continue to play this this stifling brand of defense that they've been playing, really since the last game of the regular season against Kansas, through the Big Twelve tournament, and through what they did in Des Moines this past weekend, holding teams to right around sixty points a ball game? They do that, they've got a chance, and at least to set up that Elite Eight matchup with the Houston Cougars. I think Houston's going to beat Miami on Friday. I do too. Can you get yourself there? And what a matchup that would be. So, uh, obviously, looking forward to the Sweet 16. And that was just Bobby Burton's note that decisions' uh, decision's been made. Just we'll wait till we need to make the official announcement with Rodney Terry, which is good to hear. All right, we'll come back and uh, pick up these conversations. Plus, uh, in our coach's corner this morning, in our 7 o'clock hour buck did you hear what Jimbo Fisher said yesterday? The Aggies, by the way, the Aggies If Texas A&M opened up their spring practice yesterday, their first one. And afterwards, Jimbo Fisher was asked, would he be calling plays or would Bobby Petrino, the new offensive coordinator, be calling plays? You think this would have been answered?
0: Oh, please don't tell me we're not quite sure yet. Well, we'll let we'll let Jimbo no. speak on it. We'll let
1: Jimbo speak on that. And you can decide if they've decided who's actually going to be calling the plays in college station in our coach's corner. Also, some B E facts of the day coming up. First here is Craig Way. It's time for the Craig Way Sports Report. Now, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Be any on a busy Tuesday. Be careful out there. Slick streets as you're up and out. Temperatures warming up into the 70s today, 80s tomorrow, and the rest of the week. A lot of clouds, though. It appears the rest of the week. Not uh, rain today, maybe even tomorrow, but uh, mostly just clouds into the weekend. As we roll it on, talking a lot of basketball. I just heard Craig Way. It was uh, interesting to hear. Uh, Taylor Jones, the player for Texas, saying we just weren't ready to play. Just weren't ready to play. You hear Vic Schaefer coming up at the top of the hour. He took ownership of it. Not sure why his team wasn't ready to go last night as they got hit in the hit in the mouth pretty good by Louisville. Do they and, know did they not know it's the tournament or something? I know. I know. That's a weird thing to hear, but yeah, she even was seemed at a loss for How they didn't show up and uh, bring their best last night on home floor, but their season is over. Texas men's season has advanced to the Sweet 16. Speaking of that, you know, Gonzaga secured their eighth consecutive Sweet 16 appearance over the weekend. Uh, That's the third longest streak in NCAA tournament history. How about on the women's side last night? UConn beat Baylor to advance to their 29th consecutive Sweet 16. That's the longest streak all time. The next longest streak on the women's side is South Carolina with nine. So, uh, yeah, this is this Gonzaga team, you know, for on the men's side, he is a team that's
0: kind of under the radar. I they've never been kind of under the radar before, I don't believe they've always
1: been to the you know, well, they've always been like a one seed out, yeah. of the, out west. And can they can they, you know, get all the way there? And they did the year they lost to Baylor in the championship game. Yeah, this is a team that comes in, remember, Texas beat them. I was at the game at the Moody Center when they beat them pretty handily. They got like
0: three, four veterans on their team. do they not? Well, Drew Timmy. I mean, Drew. I mean, they, not, but besides him, there's two other guys. Yeah, they've got like, a,
1: they've got guys that played a lot of basketball. And Mark Few's a good coach. And I think that's the story of this tournament uh, on the men's side for sure. Is just the the transfer portal has allowed teams to end the extra years? You just got vet, really veteran basketball teams. Sure. San Diego State is a really veteran basketball team that's into 16. We know Texas is is very veteran, very old. Gonzaga is one of them. Uh, without a doubt, and um, you know, I think that. How, Ty, you like them Houston. under the
0: radar, like they are under right now. Not, not a lot of people really saying very much about them. There's more talk about UCLA than
1: Gonzaga. I think UCLA will take care of them. You think so? Well, I mean, that's always the argument when they get up against the elite athletes, and, mm-hmm. and can they match up with the UCLA? I mean, uh, you unless know. they can get UCLA in foul trouble, because like I've been saying, UCLA they they're only playing they're like six, seven guys, six or seven guys, yeah. Guys, yeah. Well, I mean, and you think could Gonzaga make the Final Four? Sure, but do they get do they get matched up against a team like Houston in the Final Four? Watch out! I mean, that's I don't know how they would, having seen Gonzaga up close. I mean, they're just they're not ultra athletic. Houston's crazy athletic, right? And that doesn't mean that you're going to win every time. But uh, we saw it when they played Baylor in that championship Houston's game. Houston's bench is unbelievable. Yeah, Houston really a damn good team. So, and I think Texas. You know the emergence. We said the emergence of Dylan Dessou to give them an interior presence that's not just a guy, but he's actually a go-to player, has really changed Texas. I mean, they were perimeter dominated, uh, and how many times did we say on this show? Well, if, if Timmy Allen doesn't get his fifteen or sixteen points, yeah, they they're... struggle. You're right. Well, now you're going to get that from Dylan Dessou, and Timmy Allen can just be the facilitator, doing a lot of things on both ends. You're right. And you're going to have you know Jabari Rice. You you assume will have a bounce back game from what he did on on uh, Sunday or Saturday night. Uh, but you know the guard play is going to be there. I think that's fair to say. And then the emergence of Dylan Dessou makes them. But how would Dylan Dessou match up with this front court of Houston and a team like that? That's real. And, and you know Xavier has big front court too that they're going to have to deal with. I mean, Penn State that was their biggest weakness. They really didn't have any size. No. And they you know
0: exactly where they were going to You give do. Rodney
1: Terry credit for just going just keep going to that well. They don't have an answer for our guy. Well, you know Xavier will will have an answer for that guy. And then. But, that, but that's what you like about Texas. They seem to have a lot of answers. When you fix, you take care of one thing, they've got another option that they can go to. That's what you're looking for this time of year in college basketball. Also on the uh, B&E fact of the day side, Japan plays the USA tonight for the World Baseball Classic Championship. Japan the only undefeated team. 6-0. and 6-0 in this tournament. They rolled through pool play, and last night they walked off Mexico. What a game that'll be tonight. And the question is, will Shohei Otani pitch tonight against Team USA? What a... What a scene that would be in the championship game. Pretty good. Pretty good. We'll be back. We'll pick up these conversations and more. Plus, yeah, I mentioned Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies opening up their spring workouts. Bobby Petrino is the new offensive coordinator. Who's calling plays? We'll dive in there. That's already a question in Aggieland. It's b on the horn.